0: The way you it. Mm, All right, welcome water into, water into water. episode Thirty-four, I think of the greatest people you've never met podcast losing count. Finally, that's a good thing Uh, today's episode is brought to you by the visual identity vault The visual identity vault is the official merchandise supplier for the greatest people you've never met podcast. You can pick up the basics like t-shirts hoodies to headwear and premium wear The visual identity vault is a full-service decorated apparel and marketing firm located in my hometown of fairmont, minnesota Shippings included in all pricing so we make it simple to order pay they'll Produce and ship TVV, a proud sponsor of the GPYNM podcast. Uh, also, uh, I know people are like, when's the stuff coming out? Uh, the owners of TVV, uh, Jay and Tony Deutsch are really kind of going through it right now with health stuff. So if you believe in prayer, say one for them. Um, so we're going to keep plugging the pod. Um, and at some point, it'll all be all right. And we'll get some merch out to you. But uh, for right now, like I said, if you believe in prayer, just uh, shoot one up for them. Uh, joining me today on extreme short notice, uh fill in guests, just kidding, he's better than that. Back for a second round. <laughs> Matthew John Wood. What's going on, brother?
1: What is up, baby? How we doing, man? Good. How are you? What? Uh living the dream, man. You know, uh I wish wish I was smart enough to keep Bush light in my fridge. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, but we all make mistakes. Some more than right. others. Um so I'm I'm crushing a high noon instead. I, I do love my vodka. No, you do. So, you
0: you are a vodka fan. Uh, I'm 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 a menace. I'm yeah, a menace. also a uh, little tale for the world. If you tell Matthew Wood that you like a drink, that'll become his new favorite drink for like five days <laughs> and then tell somebody else says he likes a drink. Um yeah. There's a million yeah. stories of that. So uh very big on just kind of drinking whatever somebody says is good. It's uh it's a copycat league. Yeah, it's and, copycat uh, life so you know so
1: um you know you, you know that i had to i found a yingling here um the other day I did. Um, thanks thanks to you and jeff and um you know sad to say i think i got the wrong one i got like the lager or whatever that's and, the og um, that's the one you drink you didn't like it I'll be honest man just wasn't for me All right, podcast over good show you know Uh, (laughs) and uh, no it it was it was not for me I drank a couple Um, I'm proud proud of myself yeah made it yeah but uh, it was it was just not for me man
0: Um, it is America's first beer Um, so Ben Franklin and the boys drank that that's a real thing Um, then they're pretty proud of not changing their recipe ever so that's pretty cool Uh right. but yeah, I get it. Not it's not for everybody. Uh don't drink shame. Uh what kind what flavor <laughs> high noon you you drinking?
1: Um the one that I grabbed, I've got a couple here. The one that I grabbed is a pineapple. Crushing like, the pineapple. That's
0: Tyback's favorite one, so he'll be all pumped up when he hears I mean this.
1: Yeah. You know, him and I are always on the same level. Yeah. So
0: yeah. He's uh, a big bar
1: still fan. Yeah, except for when he, he gets pissed at me. But <laughs> we'll save that for another time.
0: <laughs> uh so welcome back. Glad to glad to share yeah. a beverage for you. Thanks for filling in Cute. on on short notice. Uh, Texted yesterday. Said hey, uh, yeah. need to fill in ASAP. You free? So yeah, uh, appreciate that a ton. Um, how's life? Uh, tell us about the season. Well, I mean, before yeah. when everybody met you, you kind well, you were here kind of last vacation. You came down in the summertime. Yeah, this is your last bit before you started fall ball and stuff. So. Uh, tell us about the the season of the Hamlin Pipers.
1: Yeah. Uh number one, roll down pipes, um, the squad. Uh, you know, I think um just, just overview, you know, we we ended up being two and eight, um, which which is definitely not where we wanted to be. Uh, you know, I think we were looking at last season and you know, we we had a four win season last year, which was, you know, more wins than the previous three seasons combined, which which was awesome um and now having six wins in two seasons uh for us is you know more wins than i think it's like the previous four or five years which is which is kind of just wild to think about um but to say the least you know i think we left a lot out there um you know just from uh i i don't like to sit here and look at it as the players did anything you know obviously guys could play better but you know from my perspective um you know i always just look at it like what could i have done better um and you know what types of calls could i have you know influenced differently um or you know like we even we were just watching some of our uh third downs here the other day just you know we're, we're getting back into it man we we want to know how to improve in um it was like yep that was my call that's a bad call you know yeah um but just just overall i think um you know something that i wanted to improve on last year was was to be much better in the run game Um, and we stayed about even, stayed about even there, um, from last year compared to this year, which, which was good. I think we were like bottom five in run defense, um, before I got there. So now, you know, kind of being like, okay, we can, we can stop the run. Um, we can, we can definitely get a lot better, um, in that area, but it was good to see some consistency there, um, just in terms of statistics. And then, um, you know, just in terms of, um, how the guys played, uh, one thing that I wanted us to improve on a lot was, uh, turnovers on defense, uh, just in terms of getting better, forcing the offense to turn the ball over, um, and take away the ball. I think that's, that's what I love about defense is taking away the football and, uh, we, we improved dramatically there. So one of the biggest things, and you know, that's what I love about football is you can go meet with anyone. You can go talk with anyone. Um, I've got a couple of mentors now that coach at, you know, much higher level, um, and things like that. So I just kind of picking their brains on like, yo, like what do you guys do differently to force turnovers? Like they get a lot of turnovers and, you know, we, we went through the turnover circuits that they do, what we do. And it's like no difference. And the biggest thing that resonated with me was guys just being where they need to be. Like you get to your job, do your job. And the turnovers are going to come. Yep. And you know, that's, that's exactly what happened. So um, I was super pumped. My guys, you know, my position group, I coached the linebackers and Nichols. Um, we forced a bunch of turnovers this year out of that group, and the DBs did as well. I know some of our D linemen had some strip sacks and whatnot. So was pretty fired up about that as well. Um, you know, so I think just in terms of, you know, defensively, um, you know, you, you got to stop the offense from scoring points. We, we didn't do a good enough job there. So I think that's, that's something that, uh, you know, excited about where we're at with this recruiting class that we got coming in. Um, there's a lot of guys that, um, you know, are going to be coming to Hamlin that'll make an impact, um, early on. So I'm excited about that, but just in terms of our offense, man, um, you know, super pumped up with how they performed, uh, you know, we had a first year offensive coordinator, um, guys got a lot of great experience with some great programs, um, including some time at mountain union, who's still in the D three playoffs. Um, and, uh, Guy was killing it, man. Um, even when we had our starting quarterback break his collarbone, he missed three three games. Our last three games of the year, um, you know, we still found a way to to move the ball and get things going. Like our backup quarterback was a freshman uh, from Southern Minnesota, and uh, you know, we we're still able to find a way to go compete um, and and compete in the games that we had at the end of the year. So I think that was really cool to see. Um, And uh, I don't like to look back on stuff in, in terms of, Oh, you know, woe is me or wish that couldn't have happened or, you know, wish things would have been different because, you know, you you can't control that stuff. you like, I just like to look at it like well, control what you can control. I can control coaching my guys, you know, making sure that they know what's going on, um, you know, situationally things like that. And uh, yeah, man, I mean, shoot, man, I got a lot of juice for being two and eight. Let's go. (laughs) no doubt. So um, but yeah, man, I think just overall, uh, you know, left a little bit out there um, and we'd love we'd love to have some of those games back. But for me, like I told my guys this, I want to get a shirt that has like an eight on the front and just like wear that and own it and be like, let that fuel me like I want that to be my rocket fuel for the rest of the next, you know, 270 days until we get to camp. Right. And like I'm, I'm ready, man. And football is the only sport. I mean, and you know this. Like you can't cheat it, man. Right. It's you can't cheat it. You you practice more than you play. Um, if if you get a chance to go watch, um, it's Herm Edwards, right? That Herm Edwards clip. Yeah. Um, he he talks about that on HBO, man. Like, uh, you can't cheat the game. It's a wonderful game. It's a beautiful game. You can't cheat it. Yeah. Um, and and that's what I'm excited about. You know, these next nine months. Um, just grind, grinding it out. Um, and preparing to go, you know, kick kick some ass this next fall. So
0: yeah, I think I mean a lot of people just look at success as your win loss record, but I think if you ever get the chance to coach or be somewhere uh, where that is not the measure of success and not saying that that changes anything, but you start to find other things and you're like, okay, we can hang our hat on that while we build. And you obviously have a clear cut end game goal, but like, you know, when I was going through my skid there, you were like, well, are you getting better? Are we in? Clearly we were right. But we just weren't able to finish games. And then all of a sudden that last, that year we broke the streak, it all came together, won the first playoff game and 20 years on the road, all that fun stuff. Right. Like, when you're when you're striving for success I think everybody just looks at like the big prize like okay what's that win-loss record and that's not always the best telling tale of if you had a successful season like you know injuries happen that kind of stuff but yeah I think I think there's a lot of things like obviously you and I talked outside of this that I know you want to work on and fix and get better and hope that other people want to work on those same things and fix and get better. But like you said, at the end of the day, you can only control your room and what your guys can do and what they decide to do is on them. But you're absolutely right. That's the greatest thing about football is it is the only game where you can, I mean, you can't cheat it, man. You're absolutely right. There's just no other way to put it. you, You can lie to your friends. You can lie to your parents, but you can't lie to your coaches. Right. So
1: yeah, it all adds up on tape. Tape doesn't lie either. That's, that's what we, that's what we always say It's like, you gotta get visual evidence, you know, like a kid will say, Hey, I'm, I'm killing it. Um, why am I not playing more, uh, or whatever? And it's like, Hey, we got tape. We got the tape, pull it up. Um, and you know, same thing for high school kids, like (laughs) tape tape doesn't lie, man. Like, uh, you know, if, um, that's, that's what I love about what we do is, you know, you, you have to go out there, and do it like, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you can tell like, I, and this is my thing too, is, um, you know, something that I realized this year, I had a lot of, a lot of chatter in my ear about, you know, success. Um, and, uh, talk is cheap, uh-huh. talk is cheap, man. Everyone can talk. Um, you know, so for me, it's, it's show me. Like it's show me time, baby. So like, that was a big thing for me this year was, you know, making sure number one, we got visual evidence of, you know, different play calls, like what works, what doesn't, um, different guys on the field in different situations. Um, you know, what can you do? What can't you do? Um, and then, you know, just in terms of playing time, like, Hey, who should we be playing more? Who shouldn't we be playing more? Um, and then that helps just in end of year evaluation stuff too. So, um, Yep. That's what, that's, that's, uh, that's what I love about that for sure. Absolutely.
0: And, uh, one, I mean, one of my favorite <clears throat> times is right now, um, not just holidays and stuff, but the meaningful football games that are played from, oh, you know, the last month and all the craziness that's it that ensues. And, uh, I think, you know, I loved having Ross Holly on and can't wait to get him back on here again in January and talk please. a little bit more recruiting. Um, please it's a fun, fun talk, man. He's a good cat. And, uh, but, uh, to speak that language. So I think like a lot of people right now, college football pa- fans are seeing all these people jumping in the transfer portal. And obviously at the division one level, that looks extremely different, uh, to them than it does to you. Um, yeah. so what's, what's like uh the d3 look or take on, on the transfer portal as it sits right now um you know
1: i i think i know we were joking about like copycat league right like with drinks and stuff but it, it, ncaa always has some sort of trickle down effect for everything um so like even if you think about like the nil thing um like that obviously was huge uh right away at the top but um, you know, that is having a lot of trickle down, like getting down to the D3 levels. A lot of more D3 programs are getting established with some of that. Um, you know, hopefully that's something that we're able to take advantage of as well soon. Um, but same thing with transfer portal. Um, you know, obviously it's a lot easier uh, at the D1 level because they obviously have more people, more you know film, more tape, like all that type of stuff. So it was right. easy, probably easier to transfer right away. Um, but that is something we're starting to see, um, and, and take advantage of as well. Like I'm meeting with, um, a couple of transfer linebackers here, um, over the next week, you know, and, and getting those guys on campus. So, um, and I know that, I know that we've, you know, frankly, we, we've lost a couple of guys to the transfer portal as well. Like that's just, that's just the nature of the beast now. Um, which, which is crazy. So, uh, it's all about some of those guys experience. It's all about, you know, Number one, like how they got recruited. Was it the same? Was it not like how did their position coach treat them versus the guy that recruited them? Like there's a lot of stuff, man, like that, that gets factored into why some of these guys leave. But um, so, you know, for us at, at the D3 level, you know, obviously we're always looking at things that we can, we can do to improve and get better. Like I think you'd be foolish not to. Um, So that is something that we, we, we have taken advantage of. I know that we've gotten a couple of transfers already um from guys that, you know, are, are, ready to go compete and go earn it. Um, you know, maybe they didn't get a chance where they were at. Um, so they, they want to come and compete and, you know, build something. So I think that's something super exciting, um, as well. So it's, it's a stream that flows both ways, right? Like guys are always looking for a chance. They're always looking for an opportunity. Um, and, uh, you know, once you, once you become a college student, like all that stuff becomes real Right and um, so for those guys in the transfer portal, it's it's you know, you know number one, you shouldn't be BSing when you're recruiting anyway. But at the same point, like those guys have gone through the whole recruiting process, and mm-hmm. now it's like okay, like this I, now I understand all of it. Now I can really fine tune and figure out like is this coach full of crap or not right. when I'm talking to him in the transfer portal, right? Like so, and that's and that's what I love. Like I I recruit some JUCO guys too and it's just like these dudes are, you know, 21, 22 years old coming out of a JUCO potentially. Um, And it's like, yeah, no BS. Like, this is what I think of you. This is where I see you fitting in. Like, come here and get your degree. Right. Um, But yeah, so in terms of transfer portal, um, it it has finally had more of a trickle down effect to us um, where we're starting to utilize it um, and see guys in there that we can get. Like a guy from, you know, Penn State, probably not going to get him but um guys at d2 d2 level you know d1 fcs like those are going to be guys that potentially we're going to have have the opportunity to
0: take a shot on for sure. yeah for so. sure and that's the thing like i think right now at the time of this recording we're like two days into the transfer portal um being yep. open and there's already i think i saw right before i came on twitter it was like north of 1400 division one kids in the portal mm-hmm. that's just division one so not only is there a push down or a trickle down, as you were calling it, but I think that's also moving forward within probably the next five years, Division three schools are going to get a lot better high school athletes. Because yeah. If, yeah. You're, if you're a coach, and this is my take, and I know we think very similar on a lot of things, but yeah. if you're a coach and you get hired today, let's just use Dion. We'll talk <laughs> about him a lot. Yes. We'll talk yes. about him more today, but... In perspective, yes. let's use Dion. okay? What have you seen in the transfer portal since he became the head coach at Colorado? Everybody wants to go there, okay? And he has also reached out to about every four-star and five-star and made sure they had an offer to Colorado and hope, hope they come. But with coaches being so quick to being fired, why would you ever take a chance on developing a kid? Which I, I understand I, why you would, but... I also saw it, I think it was last year or the year before at Texas State, they got a brand new head coach, and he, rec- he recruited zero high school kids. He only took transfer portal kids because he knew mm-hmm. he didn't have to develop them, and that was his fastest mm-hmm. way to get going. So for the first mm-hmm. two years, he pushed out Juke or transfer portal kids, and then he started recruiting high school kids so then they could funnel in, which you're going to yeah. see more and more of that, but then what happens to the high school kids? Well, they have to find somewhere to go fcs now guys that are playing like group of five or maybe lower level power five are now going to be fcs guys so those guys those fcs guys are now going to be d2 guys and those d2 guys are now going to be d3 guys and d3 guys are going to probably be SOL. you're not playing college football anymore at some point
1: I, I, i dude i think that you know number one um there was a huge complaint when the transfer portal started from high school kids, um just in terms of just the transfer portal in general. um And I think that, you know, the the biggest reason why it has been a struggle for high school kids over the last three, three or so years um is not because of the transfer portal specifically. It's it's because of guys being able to use a COVID year. I think we've got oh, like, yeah. at least one one more season of guys utilizing their covid year still and so you know guys especially guys that might not go to the league like those guys are going to play out their eligibility like tanner morgan's been at the u for a decade
0: chris hotman bell's coming back next year for his seventh year his seventh year of college football so
1: so to my point like they should be pissed at covid right? right like they should be pissed at the ncaa for the covid year like, and that's not getting recognized. There's a lot of stuff that I listen to people on Twitter, um, you know, people on different pods and and things like that. And it's like, yo, the root issue is people are staying longer. Yes. So there's
0: not as many spots, right?
1: Like, so it, it's, it's, it's kind of funny that people aren't seeing the bigger picture with that. So to answer your other question about, you know, what would you do, um, or even that other coach taking a bunch of transfer portal guys, like this is the, always the thing with transfers, like number one, why is that kid transferring? Like yeah. you don't know the type of baggage you might get. He might be able to put on a pony of a show um, to you when he comes and visit and talks with you and all that stuff. Um, and when he gets there, it's the same dude that transferred and you understand why he left the place he left. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like there is always that like, like, that's why some coaches hate transfers and some guys don't want to deal with that man um but then at the same time it might be hey you know i was a second string at penn state they got a five star recruit freshman i'm probably not going to play much like i'm ready to you know i'll go play at ndsu right. you know or or wherever um so like then there's other situations like that so uh i, I think for me man like if if i'm let's just say um, the IU head coach in, in Indiana gets fired. Like if I'm the next guy that gets hired, you know, um, I would say, number one, you got to understand your goals from from the athletic director, the president, the boosters, things like that. Um, and if they say, hey, you got to get eight wins by your second year, then yeah. Hell yeah, Total. I'm going ahead and <laughs> I'm going ahead and getting some guys that have actually played some college football. Um, and things like that too. Cause there is a period of adjustment. I don't care how good you are. Yes. You know, I don't care how good you are. There's going to be a period of adjustment from you being an 18 year old and going to plane against 22 year old men And like, right
0: now, 24, 25 year old men. Right.
1: That, that is different. <laughs> right. Um, I, I can tell you one of my freshman corners, man, he, he had a wake up call like, That's just the way it is. Um, and, uh, you know, playing experience matters. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I think if that's the case, then, then yeah, that's, that's something that I'm going to take advantage of and, um, you know, trying to do your best due diligence. Um, I, I, I still can't say I would never recruit any high school kids. I mean, it just, it'd be hard. It'd be, it, if I was not going to recruit any high school kids, it'd have to be like, I got hired in April. Right, and that's not a ch- <laughs> that's not an option for me. Or right. I got hired like right before spring ball or something, and like, you know, we we don't have any opportunities to recruit those kids. Um, but uh, you know, there's there's always going to be value. Yeah, having young guys that you bring in and they're your guys. Yep. Like there there's so much value in that, and that's what I love about like even where I'm at. Like the guys that, um, like even some guys that I didn't specifically recruit, but are in my position group. Um, that I cross recruit through just how we do it. Um, and I'm like, these are my guys, like, these are guys that I get to grow and develop. And I I love that. Um, so I, I think for me, man, like it'd have to be a combination of both, um, as well. That's, that's kind of how I view it, man.
0: No, for sure. I just see the trickle down happening. And, you know, it's obviously there's obviously still pressures to win at your at your school. That's there's, no doubt at D3 level. No doubt. Right. No we doubt. had talks this year. You were at some points nervous about if you're going to have a job next year. 100%. And that's part of it. Right. That's it's a results based <laughs> business. But I think that also drives like at the top. I mean, how many guys don't even get to see a whole recruiting class come through where it's like, okay, I didn't even Mm -hmm. get to develop these kids. I had to play with 18 and 19 year old guys that fit with my system. But it doesn't matter because, you know, money talks and the bills get higher and it's just a wild world. For sure. And I love it. I mean, it's it's interesting to see who comes and who goes. Um, I was really interested to see how many Bama kids hopped in the portal. Like that kind of has blown my Ooh. mind the last couple of days. Was was
1: there a lot? Was there three a lot?
0: starting offensive linemen have hopped. Really? Yeah. Hey, PJ, we're losing some wow. linemen next year. Get wow. on the portal. <laughs> no, but I mean that's crazy. but that's that that's that same spot, you know? And then like how many right. freshman kids Hop after one year And that's like yeah. JT Daniels Okay, If you don't know him he was like the number Three recruit coming out of high school mm-hmm. Went to USC didn't start mm-hmm. his Freshman year transferred to Georgia Lost the starting job oh, yeah. now he's At uh, West Virginia And he just yep. hit the portal again He's working on his fourth school in four years Unreal and he'll go somewhere But it'll be now it's going to be like A coastal Carolina or uh, App right. State right? right like Which is fine but you're these and then he's probably got COVID years and grad transfer. That's a different thing.
1: And he's probably got a red shirt year and things like that. Sure. I I mean, dude, like if you, I mean, nothing against kid, I don't know. Um, But you, you look at the one common denominator there, man, like it's him. Yeah. Like, like, I mean, I've experienced that where there's been transfer guys where like, you know, we had, we had issues with, and it's like, you know, well, find out, you know, he had issues somewhere else. And, You know, it's okay. What's the common denominator here, man? Like it's it's JT. Like, you know, so for sure. Um, you know, nothing against the kid, but if you're only if you're only focused on, you know, one thing and and you're not able to get the job done, then you know, you got to do better, man. Yeah. Like that's just what it is.
0: Thousand percent. And that's all it comes down to. Is he's lost his job everywhere, right? So I mean that's why he's bounced and um we lost it last year to Stenson Bennett and Stenson Bennett ain't looked back and he's also 25 and gonna be probably dude, well he's just get he's he's one of the top four for listen, the Heisman so
1: listen talk about you know you know the just the measure of a Heisman and that dude's got all of it dude like I, think I, so I know he I know he's not like a traditional Heisman guy But, like, even, like, I remember, um, I think it was the Georgia game or another game, and they were just reading off, like, the description of the Heisman Trophy. I'm like, that's that dude. Yeah. Like, that is him. Um, So, if he gets it, man, that'd be so cool. I I know it's become, like, the best quarterback in the NCAA trophy, but
0: um, I think that's cool. Out of all the years, there's not one. You know, there's not a clear-cut guy, like, I mean, I think probably people are like, Caleb Williams, well, shot himself in the foot on a big stage. You know, CJ Stroud did the same yep. thing. CJ's got stance, but extensive Ben is just a good story. And I know people are like, well, he's 25 years old. Well, that's fine. But he also <laughs> went to Georgia as a walk on. It was like, really? I'm never going to see the field here. He was like seventh on the depth chart his freshman year. He's like, I'm going to hit Juco. And he went to Juco and he lit it up. And then Kirby Smart's like, well, we got to get of Bennett back here. And he luckily yeah. did. And I'm sure he's happier than he, <laughs> you know, first Georgia quarterback to win a national championship since 1980, you know? So, yeah, it's awesome. But um, wow. it's a good story. And I'm rooting for him. But I just think also that's also another difference. And that's the thing people don't see all the time is right. he's 25 years old right right that's I mean uh Lamar Jackson is 25 years old and he's already won an NFL MVP, you know right so right I don't know hey, it's hey, age is just a number baby okay Yeah, just relax. no um it's not <laughs> and I I don't have a I don't have a, a problem with it at all like, especially you know like people kind of like kind of freaking out about Chris Ottman Bell coming back there's a good chance mm-hmm. Chris Ottman Bell doesn't play it down in the NFL at this point, right? I mean, he keeps getting older, back-to-back injury years. So now for Chris Ottman-Bell, come back for his seventh year. He's probably going to graduate with two master's degrees from the University of Minnesota. He'll get some NIL money to start his life off right. Why not go, I mean, go back another year? Will he help the Gophers next year? Absolutely he will, because he'll be a 26-year-old wide receiver. (laughs) Will he really be 26? I believe. I really do. I think he was 25 this year. He was like one of those kids Gosh. that shows up when he was like almost nine or 19, you know? And so, right. yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, Which, I mean, yeah. I, if I was him, dude, I would probably do the same thing. I'd be like, you know what? Uh, this is the best thing in my life right now. Like, to your point, like, how can I still make some cash? Like, while... I am able and go, go do it, man. Cause if, if he can't make it in the league, then, you know, uh, I hope that uh, he's able to do something else around football, man.
0: Yeah. No, I, and I think he will. Um, I hope he will. I mean, I hope, I hope the best for him. Um, hope the best for Tanner Morgan is last year didn't work out the way he thought, but <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. So, yep, that's the way it goes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so we were kind of texting back and forth the other morning about uh, Coach Prime. Um, first off, wild thing to me. Um, wild. Dion. I mean, it was going to happen. I'm just surprised it's Colorado, to be honest, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, um, yeah for I, sure. You know, I'm kind of surprised Auburn didn't call. He put Dion in in the SEC. Mm. I. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just uh, – Seems like a clear cut thing. And you no, know, a lot of people talked about Georgia Tech just because that's Atlanta and, you know, how big mm-hmm. of a presence he has there. I think if obviously mm-hmm. Mike Norvell gets fired at Florida State this year, if they have a bad year, then Dion goes to Florida State.
1: I yeah. think no, I, yeah, mean, I that's, can see
0: that. That's, that's, I can see that. That's where he's from, whatever. Um, <laughs> so what do you, I mean, we kind of talked about it and I've watched it a yeah. couple times since. Uh, so if you haven't uh, watched Dion meeting, the university of colorado players for the first time. Yeah, I listened to a ton of serious xm college football radio and I've listened to all their takes and perspectives too. Um yeah. We kind of had differing but I don't think we're as different as we thought. Um but right. um when, what's, what's your take on on how we address the team for the first time? Yeah, I
1: I I think the wildest thing for me is just that they were filming all that and willing to just like release it to the public right you know um just because like even the clips that sometimes get shown like the 30 second clips like most of that's out of context yeah um and you don't understand it, um so you know my my first perspective of it was i get it like i get why he was you know the way he was in that meeting um you know just in terms of he came in guns blazing was him was straight up with the dudes um and the clip what's the clip that's going around like getting the transfer portal i'm bringing my luggage and it's louis yeah right like which is actually a pretty cool quote like let's let's be honest that's actually a pretty cool quote uh but the what what he was saying before that was basically like if you're not willing to you know work and fight and compete and like I, i know he didn't say that verbatim but Um, he was basically saying like, if you weren't willing to work your ass off, then, you know, you might as well leave now for sure. Um, and, uh, to me, like at his level, that made a lot of sense. Um, just in terms of you got money, you know, in, in hanging in the balance, like you might have scholarship guys there where like, you don't know if they, you know, deserve that scholarship for, for you as a head coach. Right. Like you're paying those kids to be there. Right. scholarship. And uh, you got to figure out who's willing to work their ass off. And the only thing I can compare this to was, you know, I I heard from somebody that worked with Billy Napier when he was at um, Lafayette. And he said when he got there, um, that was the hardest spring they ever had. Yeah. And a a lot of people left. A lot of people couldn't hang, couldn't handle it. Um, You know, and, and I think it's a similar precedent to what Dion's trying to do. He's trying, like, I don't think he's, you know bringing per se like he's not bringing 90 guys with him right like th- through from jackson state but like um you know at the same time like colorado has struggled yeah for and sure. like there's there's a reason why right like, there's there's always a certain level that the coaches are going to take right and i talked about that earlier um And Dion's going to have certain expectations. Like his expectations are NFL. Like he's a hall of fame player. Like his expectations are going to be higher than any other college coach. Nobody other, no other college coach has his credentials. Right. Like as a player. So like that dude just has like such high expectations and he's bringing in guys that like have been former NFL DCs and, you know, college like all that. So, uh, you know, I, I think from that perspective, like I get it. Um, Do I think that sometimes the public's not going to understand and be like, well, why didn't you do a lighter touch at D1 to our point that we were just talking about? Dion's got to go there and win. Right. Like people are going to go invest in him. Like he's going to be asking the donors for millions of dollars. Right. And with that comes an expectation. Like people will spend money. um, But to our both of our points, like you got to win. Like it's, it's a results based business. So, um, you know, are some of those kids going to be left leaving with, with their feelings hurt? Definitely. For sure. Um, you know, uh, and I, I think the biggest, like one of the other biggest things for me, like listening to that was he like asked those guys to ask questions, right. Ask them to ask questions, uh, and from there, like, he gave no answers to their questions. Correct. Like, the one so, kid
0: that's clearly on the D-line, I could tell by looking at him, he was a D-line. he's like, who are you bringing for position coaches? And he just said, the best. And it's like, okay. Yeah. Dope. Yeah. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah. Sick, bro. Yeah. Love it. Thanks. Like, so that's where I'm just like, dude, why even make them ask fucking questions if you're not going to answer. Like, what are we doing, man? Like, I just, that's the type of shit that just doesn't make sense to me. And then like making them all say, uh, chant a word, like
0: (laughs) of the people that he
1: was bringing. Yeah. And they're
0: smart. Say with me, smart. They're disciplined. It was like, okay.
1: (laughs) I was like, yo, what are you doing, man? Like, yeah. Um, so could he have done things a little different? Sure. overall, um and it's you view it through your own lens yeah. right like for me for me college coach get it completely understand it i you know if you want your culture to be what you want your culture to be that's the fastest way to do it um from a player's lens you know if i for me i probably would have been a little different i've been like fuck it i'm gonna prove it to dion let's yeah. go like yeah. but but uh, for some of those kids they're probably like oh shit um, I'm, I'm finna leave, yeah. which, you know, is getting get to my point, getting exactly what he wants. So, um, I get it. I don't know why in the hell they would want to release all that. Yeah, uh, um, I don't. That's. But uh, but here we are. This is like the Nike Nike marketing thing, right? No, this like, is exactly here, here, why. Here, here we are talking about Colorado football, right? Who was terrible.
0: They won a game uh, last year,
1: and you know what I'm saying? So it's one of those things where it's, it's, you know, it's a genius kind of negative marketing idea, but at the same time, like it paints a picture of him as a coach, maybe not in the best light, but uh, to the public eye. So, yeah, I don't know. What, what are your thoughts on that?
0: I think, I mean, in in all honesty, and I'll bring this full circle as fast as I can because I don't want to bore people to death with what I think of it, but here's, (laughs) I'm going to take this a couple of ways. So first things first, And you know this about me. I think it's all about how you say something, not what you say, but how you say. Okay. And uh, you know how much I, I mean, and everybody listens, this knows not just because PJ flex the gopher's coach. I loved him when he was at Western Michigan, like the passion, that guy we've listened to him talk a million times. And if you go back and you, and the gophers were coming off a decent season but they had all yep. the big, like, right, the, uh, like, uh, sexual misconduct stuff, right? Yeah, and he had to work yeah. hard yep. to keep, like, Antoine Winfield there because he was accused mm-hmm. of rape and he wasn't even on campus and all this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And so, but he walked in in his day one and he said, I'm here because of you guys. I looked at the roster and I'm here because of you. And then, granted, yes, um, I remember there was a thing that came out that was becoming PJ Fleck uh, of his first year at Minnesota. And that first spring ball, he said, like, this is going to be the hardest thing you've ever gone through. And I think mm-hmm. that's the difference in in cultures, right? You look at a culture. I look at, like, Minnesota football, PJ Fleck, like that's mm-hmm. a culture. He recruits mm-hmm. a certain type of people, Dabo Sweeney, same way, right? Like, you know the exact kind of people that are going to be there, and they might not always be the best athletes, but they're going to fit the profile of what the program needs. 100%, 100%. And so. I just remember seeing those clips and then I th- I mean, we went to that spring ball uh, spring practices after the MFCA yeah. clinic and it was not, it did not look fun and it was extremely intense. And here's every coach in Minnesota, but he was trying to do the same thing. He was trying to weed everybody out. If this was too yep. tough, go away. But that's how yep. I think that's how you do it in that realm. And then I look at a guy like Dion, who's obviously gifted. And I think there's a lot of lore. I don't think, Dion's not a good coach, but I think in the in the swag, I don't think
1: he coach. I don't think he like coaches a lot. No, he's a CEO in the header. Right, 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 exactly. And
0: I think like, but in the swag, they have guys. They have multiple guys now that could have been starting on power five teams. Right. Like for sure, God, uh, sure. whatever, Travis Hunter, who was like the number two recruit in the nation, went to Jackson State. His kid's yeah. going to walk in and start. Shador is going to be the starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. So I think in the SWAC, they were really good and dominant because they were able to out athlete everyone. That's a thing in sports. Right. OK, that's 100%. that's a real thing.
1: So we see I, it all the time.
0: Right. Yep. And then I look at who Dion is and who he's bringing. There's a good chance that Mike Zimmer is going to be the defensive coordinator at the University of Colorado. Wild. Because he's down in Jackson State, right? And on right. Dion's staff is also Tim Brewster, former Minnesota Golden Gophers head coach. Terrible. Brewster. Okay? Oh, jeez. So, I, I love Zimmer when he was here, but I kind of like that hard-ass vibe. But that's not for everybody. And then you look at this right. football team, like the Vikings, from me last year to this year, the difference is this coaching staff is letting them all be themselves. Zimmer didn't right. let that shit fly. People have come out and said that Left and right, Right. hand over fist. So what do you think is going to happen with an 18-year-old kid with Mike Zimmer? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think it's all sunshine and rainbows. Um, I do think, like, there will be, like, massive strides year one, year two. But at the end of the day, I think that it's going to plateau off. And I think it's just Mm. because I think at the end of the day, they're going to get people to coach how they like to be coached. Um, you yeah. have to be adaptive. Yeah. You know that? Um, yeah. If you, oh, yeah. I mean, yep. I learned that real fast. Didn't have a lot of success mm-hmm. until mm-hmm. I started letting the kids play baby shark at football practice. But it got us wins, <laughs> right? It's just right. different things. You have to adapt. You obviously have to have rules and regulations, but you have to adapt. And I think coming in and just saying, don't worry, the quarterback, he's coming. Like, so if I'm a quarterback in Colorado, you think I got a chance? Nope, because your kid's coming with. You think I'm going to start, like – There's the first four guys in the portal. You can say what you want, Mm -hmm. but perception is reality. And so Mm -hmm. those guys are gone. Uh, Corners probably feeling the same way, right? Whatever. And I think it'll be interesting to see. And another thing that people don't, I mean, you touched on it, but people don't think about it enough is why are all those guys in the transfer portal? I realized that 400 kids reached out to Colorado about wanting to come and visit and do all this and that. But why are those 400 kids in the portal? Because there's yep. more than likely shepherds. Somehow, some way, yep. there's a reason. Uh, yep. Some of it's playing time, sure. Uh, but a lot of it comes down to that guy has a problem. So yep. I'm very interested. I don't think what he said was wrong. I do think it's funny as hell that he told the Jackson State kids, and it's shown where he said, don't get in the portal because you might not have a home. And if you stay, you stay, like work hard. He was going to try to get somebody that was on staff to become head coach down there. Like, So I think it's funny that he told his former players, hey, don't get in the portal. He did tell them that? Yeah, yeah, that's a video. That's that's out there too. (laughs) So he said, don't get in the portal to these Jackson State guys because you might not find a home. But then, to the Colorado guys is like, get your ass in the portal. I don't care. So it's just kind of like, you know, and, and then you see that and it's like, well, and I understand everybody's recruited by somebody and uh I mean you're always told don't fall in love with the coach, fall in love with the school, 100%. right? Like yep. be there because the coach could be gone. Um and the coach will probably be gone before you're gone. So I don't know. It's just interesting but it's all it all comes down to a leadership thing for me. Um but yep. yeah, I think it'll be really yep. it'll be wild to see what happens. Um real wild. So right. Um Right. Yeah, anything else on the transfer portal before we move on? No, I, I think that's super
1: funny about Jack's the Jackson State thing. I did not know that. Um, that's the only thing that sucks sometimes about being a coach is like you're not always super in tune with everything else that's going on. But like somebody was asking me like about the Vikings, and I'm like, bro, I've watched like two Vikings games all year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think I think it's interesting. Like for me, even just like you touched on it, man, is like I had a linebacker on um, on campus. It wasn't one of my recruits, but. Um, he was on campus here last weekend and I was just having a conversation with his dad and it's, it was just like, you know, I, I want him to fall in love with the school. Like, yeah, I'm going to coach him next year, but at the same time, like, you know, we're, we're selling the school and what school has to offer and, and all that stuff, because, you know, you know, no matter what happens, um, like you said, like the players sometimes outlast the coaches, man. Right. Um, and you are where you are and for, you know, especially prior to now, like, it wasn't an option to leave, you know? So, um, I think that's, that's one of the biggest things for, for me is just, you know, fall in love with where, where you want to be at, you know, some of the coaches will make an impact and and things like that. But, um, I think location matters. I think your education matters. Um, you know, I think that's a lot of the stuff that kids got to think about. Like even I've had some calls with kids and I'm like, you know, what are the two, two or three things that, you know, a school needs to have, in order for you to be like yeah i'm gonna go there right um and and a lot of guys don't know that like they're not like yeah school has to have my major um it has to be you know within my price range and it has to be um you know at least you know three hours within where i live you know or whatever right? right like it doesn't matter what it is but like a lot of kids don't think about that um and even now like we're in december like probably should have like a couple of things where, you know, you're like, yeah, this is what my, I need my future school to have. But so, yeah, that's my two cents. Yeah. I mean,
0: kids don't think ahead. I mean, even when I was looking at school, I really wanted to have sports management, but that worked out. Right. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Right. So, but (laughs) you know, but that was like a thing that I was like, well, I want to go to school for sports management, but um, you know, it is funny to see and hear you talk about, I mean, just some of your interactions with people and like sometimes just the, Uh like I guess like the their thoughts and ideas of what they think going to Hamlin looks like or what their path of life looks like if they go to Hamlin. Like the amount of times you told me like a kid's like, Well, I really want to go to the NFL was like, Well, if we're calling you, you could still do it, but it's gonna be really tough and you gotta get really good really fast.
1: Yeah, Yeah. no doubt. And and like (laughs) I mean, Kudos to this kid. I, I, you know, we had a kid come, uh, visit campus last year and, um, you know, I, I liked him, you know, as, as a person, as an athlete and, you know, his mom was awesome. Um, but after he left, you know, I, he spent a lot of time with our players. Like he went and hung out with them. Cause I think it's important to right, like make sure the guys that you're going to spend the next four years with, um, you know, are people that you like and fits our culture. And I remember, one of my D one of my DNs texted me and one of our, our quarterback texted me afterwards. And we're just like, that dude is not a fit here. Like right. you do not continue to recruit this kid. And I was like, why? So I had a couple of conversations with them and it was because that kid thought he was going to go D one. And I'm like, dude, like you don't, there's a reason why you don't have an offer to the university of Utah or wherever and he ended up going to a Juco but he's not on the roster there anymore. So it's just like um you know maybe we would have been the best fit for him, you know, but yeah. um you know ultimately it's, uh, it's up to the it's up to the young man that's making the decision and you know probably it was best that he wasn't here. Um as sad as that is to say. Um you know, so it's 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 always unique to see those guys' different perspectives
0: for sure. Yeah, no, it absolutely. is. I mean even I remember when I was at DW, dude, like there was just all these kids <clears throat> Well, one, Then now talking to you, it's always crazy to find how schools find kids, right? Like, you recruit <laughs> yeah. a ton of Utah kids. Yeah. And I don't know if I was right, but I let, I talked about it in Ross's podcast. Yeah, I know you how, did. How many yeah. kids have you got to come from Utah? To I've gotten four. Okay, that's a, that's a pretty solid number, though. Yeah. And then I know we've talked about, like, you know, now myself being down here and trying to interject myself into this high school scene, you know, I'm Absolutely. trying to learn more and more. And it's just so crazy to see the same schools back home recruiting all these kids down here. <laughs> yeah, yeah and for sure. It's mind blowing to me. And I know you've told me, but I think I want like you to tell everybody like why that is. Because yeah. to me, <clears throat> I think a lot of Minnesota kids are overlooked, especially like Southern Minnesota yeah, rural kids. For sure. Right. And granted i know at the end of the day it's going to be a money thing that's what it's going to come down yep. to for them to yep. come to play at hamlin but yep. there's also i mean why do you guys focus on these other areas or why do you know you're going to get kids yeah. from other areas like that yeah so i'll
1: touch on like the in-state stuff first like i i think obviously especially for state, um you know, there, there's a certain level of, you know, think, think about us growing up. It was like, yo, you try to go to the Twin Cities and drive and you're like freaking out. Yeah. You're like, I don't even know what's going on. Like, it was cool to be there, but you were always so happy when you were home. Right. Right. Like. Um, so there, there's always a certain level of that. Um, I know I've, I've heard uh, <laughs> a, 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 a phrase thrown to me was the boogeyman lives in in St. Paul or whatever. you know. So I think there especially with a lot of the stuff that's that's happened recently in the Twin Cities, um, you know, it's it's hard to get outstate guys to to want to come. Um,
0: you know, up up into the Twin Cities, just and just from that perspective for those too. Not from Minnesota. When we say outstate, we mean outside of the Twin City St. Paul metro area. Yeah. Yeah. The
1: the five the five oh seven, the three two oh, two one eight. Shout out to all you kids. Love love all you guys. Um, especially the five oh seven kids. But praise God. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I think there's a certain level of that. I think obviously the the money factors there too. Um and the fact of the matter is, like if it's cheaper for you to go to South Central, um, and get two years, and then go to Mankato, like then you know, God bless you, right? Um, but you know, some sometimes uh, you can go pay for an education and and play football and things like that too. But you know, so I think there is a certain factor of of money, obviously, which which makes a lot of sense. I think that um, you know, at any private institution in Minnesota has a lot of good things to offer like not just a plug for us but you know I think any of the schools in our conference like there's all always unique things that each of them offer you know and I think that that's really cool um so whether it's small small class sizes to you know different opportunities post-graduation um just different stuff like that like I know GAC has a lot of cool opportunities post-grad like and I know that they you know the way they offer money is a little unique and things like that too but um so i i think that there's always cool opportunities there but um to me i i think one of the other factors that doesn't get talked about enough is just the the athletic drive from some of the outstate kids i think that there is a certain level of you know hey maybe i'm a little i feel like i'm a little bit better than i am um but at the same time like football isn't necessarily life to a lot of those kids because they're playing three sports. And for us, it's different, right? Like you and I know, like football was football was my shit. Like there's a reason why I continue to pursue it. Right. Um, and it's, it's getting harder and harder to find those guys. It's getting harder because, because right, everything's at our fingertips and you can, you can go do anything, be anything you want. So I think between those different factors, I think that's part of it. Um, And at the same time, like to answer the other part of your question, like recruiting outside of the state of Minnesota, um, number one, like you're able to find other metro areas that fit your metro culture. Um, So for me, Salt Lake City, like and you talked about it on the other pod, too, was, um, you know, yeah, hell yeah, it's a great fit. Like it really is. So um, and we get I get to talk to a lot of great people out there, whatever. But the other thing, too, is, you know, it's easy travel. Right. Um, we're right next to the airport where we're at, um, you know, things like that. And then same thing for Phoenix, man. Like, and you've said this many times and I'm, I'm sitting here like shouting it from the rooftops too. Like Arizona is an absolute hotbed of athletes, of football, yeah. like all that stuff. So just the amount of care, right? Like, and that's why people say like, oh yeah, Texas is a football. And it's just like, it's because they care. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know i just i can't say that about minnesota like there's not a thing in minnesota where and that's the other thing just about our pro sports you know is like it's it's flooded right like we've got everything which is good right and it's bad like in nebraska they got Nebraska football right and that's it baby like so they they bleed red right (laughs) right um but so i i think that's the other factor too is like a lot of those kids like they love football. You figure out how much they love football. They're willing to leave home and go states away to go, you know, compete. Right. And so I, I think that in and of itself shows, you know, the the difference between the in-state kids not willing to drive two, three hours um, to go be a, be a part of something, which there are a lot of kids that are. Like, I'm not I'm not shorting those guys. There definitely is a lot of kids um, that that are willing to do that. Um, and for us, you know, I, I think, and I touched on this earlier, like with the amount of wins we've had in the past, like your reputation perce- precedes you, right? Yeah. Like for, especially for the parents that are raising those 18 year olds right now, right? Like they've seen Hamlin not be great over the last amount of years. So right. for us, it's like, Hey, you know, we, we've got to find a way, like we have to find a way no matter what it is, how can we get the best team out on the field? Um, and for, so for in order for us to get kids closer to home, that's going to, that might have to be starting getting kids from out of state. Yep. Um, you know, so, so for in order for us to start to win more kids over in state, that might have to be what we, we got to do. So, um, it's, it's different strokes for different folks and I get it. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's some of the stuff just factor wise for, for us, for sure.
0: Well, I think to the same point, um, other States are coming to Minnesota to recruit, uh wrestlers yeah. and hockey players left no and right right like there's no different doubt. things that different areas are traditionally good at state of minnesota pushes out a ton of wrestlers and hockey players to play yeah. to wrestle or percent. play college athletics right so yeah. um it's just not that way in football i think also too it's just like you know kind of like you said i think the biggest thing is you got to look at rural minnesota <clears throat> if you look at I would say probably 90% of those communities, those kids are either trying to get as far away as possible. Like now Mm. they want to leave or they're going to be there forever stuck in a rut or they're farmers. Right. Like that's like, really, I think that's the makeup, especially of rural Minnesota. So like, if you're going to be, if you know you're going to be a farmer, so many kids are like, well, I'm just going to start farming with my dad right. at 18 years right. old. I'm going to learn how to do right. this now. And yeah. that's all fine. Well, America needs yeah. farmers, but it's just, yeah. a, it's just a different, different, I guess, view um, yeah. every time. You know, yeah. like I said, when I was in Mitchell, dude, I was amazed at the 15 kids that showed up from California. I'm like, why are you <laughs> yeah, right. here? here?
1: Like, right. How in the hell did you make it here? Yeah. Like, that and that's like the same thing for like one of my best friends back home like he went to college he tried it and it was like nope screw that i'm going home now he's farming is doing great like has a family has babies like yeah you know like and he was a hell of a wrestler right like he he would whoop my ass all the time yeah (laughs) like like you know so like i think that's that's definitely definitely true for
0: sure yeah it's just a different world and I could, I mean, I could talk about it forever. I love, I love the recruiting aspect of everything. I think it's such an interesting thing, and I think there's just so many slime balls in there as well, as, as you will right. know. And oh man, how many people bullshit their <sighs> way through? You know, you make a call to a kid because you see, like, you know, a size of a body on on a database you're like well i'll give him a call and then he sends you his huddle and it's like woof you know i mean yeah it's just a different world
1: um well and it's to to me it's less on the kids it's like uh i i to to the slimebot point man like there's a lot of guys i run into where it's like they're selling just you know they're they're ball and stuff and it's just oh, like yeah. man like yikes and i try not to do that like i i shouldn't say i try i don't do that I'm, right. I'm as real with guys as possible upfront about cost and you know who we are and you know if i'm gonna be it your position be. coach like right and and like like for example like met with two linebackers last weekend that you know finger crossed they come here man love those kids and but at the same time like i talked to them about here's how i see you fitting in here's yeah. you know tape of somebody similar to how i see you playing and like stuff like that and it's it's you know it's not me filling their head with a bunch of bs it's me showing them like yeah this is how we do things here's how i see you fitting in and it wasn't the yeah. same for both of them right you know but at the same time like i know there's a lot of guys that will run around and be like you're gonna be a freaking all american and you're gonna start here and blah oh, yeah. blah blah and it's just like you know you're you're talking to a 17 year old who hasn't had a fully developed brain yet. And like, you know, that's just the way it is. And, you know, sometimes those guys will believe what they want to believe, whether it's an actual truth or not. Yep. Uh, Lots of false
0: promises for sure.
1: Yeah. You just got to be yourself, man. Like you got to be you in, in the recruiting process and and go from there. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Nope. 100%. Well, as we get to winding down, I know you, you don't get to watch a lot of the school. Well, now you do. Now you can tell. Yeah, dude, I'm a scolder. Let's go. I know. How are you feeling Let's go, baby? What are you thinking about? Um, you know,
1: I'm, I'm thinking about how freaking awesome Harrison Smith is dude. Oh, like
0: save the game three times.
1: The, the longevity mm-hmm. of two, two has been phenomenal. Yeah. Um, I think that we're not getting enough pressure from our four man rush, A Thousand percent. Um, which is confusing. Um, and, uh, we had one of our DNs number ninety eight get a sack. I thought it was fifty-five. I was like, yeah, let's go, Zedarius. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh so that made me laugh. But you know, I think we're not getting enough pressure out of a four man rush. Um, you know, I think that, you know, honestly, coverage wise, I haven't seen a ton of busts. No. Um just a lack but, of
0: pressure. I agree with that.
1: Right. Which like here's the thing man like you you can't be blitzing all the time that's no. just the way it is like you got to be able to win one on ones um and uh we're just not doing that right now with with high dollar players um so i think those guys got to play better on the edge and that's going to help us um you know outside of a few run plays uh for some reason that stupid run to the boundary last week uh freak yeah. out <clears throat> and i didn't understand that at all but um i feel like those guys are playing well offensively You know kirk won in prime time right like we were prime time against new england let's go um but uh yeah man i i think dalvin isn't the guy thank you um you you know he uh he has shown flashes of it in the past he's just not it like sad sad to say apologize apologies brother but we're gonna draft another running back next year um and you know, roll with roll with number two, Madison, um, and we're gonna go get after it, man. Like that's that's just gonna the way it is. I, th- I feel like the offensive lines played well. No,
0: they like, have. I mean, yeah, you know, one Darius. I mean, you got back, a
1: rookie, right? You got a
0: rookie guard. Yeah, like he's shit. gonna get ate up because that's where really they're gonna put the pressure. Everybody knows that yeah. everybody else is on that line. Okay, Christian Darius is probably a top three left tackle in the league. Brian O'Neill is for sure a top three right tackle. Hell okay, yeah. those guys are studs. You don't hear about Ezra Cleveland because he doesn't do anything wrong. That's why you never hear his name. People are like, who the fuck's that? He started at left guard the last three years. You'll never hear about him. Thank you. Bradbury, uh, he's up Thank and down, you. but he's been more up than down. And so if you're going to try to win a fight there, where are you going to win the fight? I'm going to pick on the new kid. Okay, so I'm yep. going to go after 67, probably bring two on him, make him pick, make him be wrong, lose the fight. And that's, what, that's yep. what's happened, and that's fine. But that's the game of football. Also love your take on on Delvin the running back situation. Uh, thanks for the good times, Delv. But uh, Pete, who was just on, shout out Peter Hill. Uh, he had, you know, he's a big Florida State guy. But mm. same thing. If you drafted a, a running back every year in the third round or later, you're going to find a guy that could play for three, four years and be solid, and then move on and save a yep. ton of money, right? It's just yep. a thousand. Unless you get a Derrick Henry. For Christian McCaffrey, it's a completely disposable position. So those Agreed. guys don't last Agreed. forever. Um, so uh, right now we're heading into week Lions. 14, Lions, shirt and hat game, Vikes win, North champs. What do you think?
1: Dude, I, I think that, you know, number one, we're going to go in and just dunk on them through the air. Like, yep. no doubt about it. Um, JJ's going to have 150 plus. I see Thielen scoring a touchdown. I see eighty-seven getting at least seventy-five yards. Um, he's a problem. I think. I think Hawkinson's going to have an absolute revenge game, big time. Like, not that he really left there with bad blood, but that dude's going to go kill it.
0: Why um, wouldn't he, though? You know?
1: Yeah, hell yeah, dude. I I think that he's going to kill it. Um, I think from the defensive perspective. You know, it's kind of ironic with how their running back situation has turned out, um, especially after watching Hard Knocks. Like, they, it seemed like they felt Swift was, like, the next Barry Sanders. Well, he's the first-round pick, too. Right, right. Which, like, just hearing Deuce talk him up, bro, like, and if you haven't watched Hard Knocks, go watch Hard Knocks. Deuce McAllister's the dog, um, and he's, like, talking up Swift like he's going to be the best running back in the league. And, um, you know, he just hasn't. But he's dealt through some injuries, but he just hasn't done it. You know, Jamal Williams has freaking produced like did they give the guy the
0: ball every time they're on the goal line and he scores. (laughs)
1: Right. So I I think obviously we're going to have to defend the sun sun God, Amon Ross, St. Brown, like we're going to have to have PP um, and one of the safeties over top of him most times. Um, Just, I mean, defend the inside breaking routes, bro. Like that's just 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 do that. and We'll be fine. Um, Don't let people eat the
0: middle of the field.
1: That's yeah, that's it. Yep. Weird, it's right? It's a simple concept, uh, <laughs> and uh, so so I'm excited to see how that plays out. I think that I think I, we got a good shot to redeem ourselves uh, up front. I yeah. think that's going to be great. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't I don't see much stopping us, man. No, against them.
0: No, I'm excited for it. Um, final prediction on the Vikes right now. Put it on the line. Oh, oh uh, overall. Yep, overall. And what what do you think? Maybe like before playoffs, I'll do like a multi FaceTime call and Let's I'll get go. everybody's prediction.
1: Hell yeah. So I would say bet on it fourteen and three. Let's go. Easy, easily. Let's go. Pfft. You think yeah. they're losing again?
0: Who are they losing to?
1: Hey, Vikings will all be always be the Vikings. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'll give us cushion. Vikings are gonna Vikes. A little soul baby. Let's uh, go.
0: For our betting friends. Uh, the Vikes are dogs right now going into Detroit. So if you can get some, I know like I record these and it comes out a week later. So hopefully you're paying attention to some lines, but the Vikes are plus odds right now, like plus 120 on some sites, plus 115 on others. Um, but they're right now three, do, uh, three point dogs. So uh, that's a little surprising to me, but that's also easy money. But um, for those of you who think the NFL is rigged, you're wrong. Uh, first <laughs> off, but, uh, maybe you can use that to your advantage then. I don't know. However you want to, but well,
1: let's, let's talk about the Colts quick then. Okay. Um, they, they play them in two uh, weeks. If,
0: flash forward. If you're listening to this and you don't know this podcast comes out on Tuesday, you might be thinking the Vikes play on Sunday. They don't, they play on Saturday against the Colts it got flexed. So yep. just so you know, yep. flex Saturday uh, game.
1: I think you take the Vikings whatever to cover against the Colts. Um, I can't legally sports bet because I'm a coach, but Correct. I think if, if you were to do that, you take the Vikings um and the points no matter what against the Colts. Um and probably the over. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's what I would do.
0: I mean, but, I'm gonna tell you something. All right. The fuck the Dallas Cowboys Scored 33 points in 12 minutes of game clock. 13 minutes of game clock. (laughs) Going into the fourth quarter on Sunday night, it was 20 to 19. And then at the two-minute warning, it was 53 to 19. Oh, my Atlanta. 33 points in the NFL in 13 minutes of game clock is truly unbelievable. That's unheard of. I will tell you, as somebody who's not an NCAA coach and can gamble, um... I did, and I took a crazy like a little uh, same-game parlay, and I just was looking for something to just, like, boost it up a couple more dollars. And the Colts plus 19 and a half points was minus 370. So I threw it in the parlay, and for some reason, it literally doubled the payout. A minus 370 bet added in, doubled the payout. I was like, perfect. Found it, locked it. Everything was going great. Until that explosion of a fourth quarter obviously they didn't Oof. cover 19 and a half points the Cowboys did, did didn't expect that 20 points right. in the NFL you should be for, that should cover every time you should yeah hey that's yeah. I'll take take it's three plus. Scores. yeah exactly Shit. just nutty but it is what it is uh just a little fun dollar bet but it was it was nuts so that blows my mind also I can't wait for the Cowboys to choke come playoffs so bookmark it here because yeah. they do it every
1: year Thousand percent, thousand percent. So sorry, Jimmy Cave,
0: because the Cowboys are your team and they're gonna, they're not gonna do it. <laughs> Guess what? The boys aren't winning the Super Bowl again. So, uh, all right, brother. Well, I appreciate you. Thanks for filling in on short time, those yeah. quick hour, 10 minutes. So, uh, yeah, you're Absolutely. the man. Uh, love yeah. you. Uh, we'll post this on an old coaching Twitter get the world world fired up so always appreciate um, you love you man yeah thanks so much uh everybody listening wherever you may be please like comment share subscribe unsubscribe rate five stars do all that fun stuff be good everybody